0: Welcome to the fulfillment project podcast. I'm your host simply Sarah, and I'm so glad that we've connected here today. I've created a series called life chats. This is a four part series of each of my amazing guests. As I take you on a journey through their awakening process, my aim and goal for this show is to give you the seeker, a container to explore your own growth as you awaken and step into more alignment, more joy and more fulfillment every single day. Welcome to the Fulfillment Project. This is the Life Chat series, and I have Emma Suviets with me. Emma, welcome. Welcome to me. <laughs> yes. If anybody has been listening to the podcast version of this, not the YouTube version, you may recognize Emma. She's been on the Fulfillment Project twice before. Amazing conversations we had back then. Um, if you want to go back and listen, November of 2020, we really talked about burnout, you know? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. we did. We talked about the history of her business. You know, you've been a photographer for how long now? Oh gosh, 14 years yes
1: officially I officially registered my business in 2010 but prior to that it was about two three
0: years yeah yes and you were in university and decided to not go on with that type of career so we talked about all that back then navigating business masculine feminine you can go um, learn about her there and then last year in February of 2021 we sat down with our other girlfriend Claudia and unpacked people pleasing which was an awesome conversation as well that was wonderful. I'm so happy
1: to be back. Thank you for having
0: yes, me. Of Yay. course. We have, I mean, those past episodes will ebb and flow in terms of conversation because it will be part of this journey as well. But mm-hmm. I want to talk about your growth. You and I met in December of 2017 That's right. and I have seen you just on a rocket ship of growth. Some really And pe- I you. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> We're fellow seekers and fellow travelers together.
1: Right. That's right. That's right. I think of like,
0: I have this vision
1: in my head, like we're, we're walking our own paths, but side by side. Mm -hmm. Like that's, I don't know the image that I get in my head with me and you.
0: Yeah. And, and that's part of my vision for the show as well is to bring conversations in. Cause I know, I don't think my growth would be what it is without you on your path as I well in conversations and, and supporting. And because a lot of the times when you're in it, it can feel alone. Sometimes you feel like you're going crazy when you're shedding past layers and recognizing shadows of yourself. Um, and so I hope our conversation will help support other women as well and, and help them on their growth journey. Um, i wonderful. Yes. Oh, okay. So let me start with what would you say are some key moments that you can think back of where there was a light switch that went on that moved from more the intellectual type of growth, whether that's knowledge, because you're a very intellectual person. Like the random yeah. facts that come out of you are just insane. It's um, a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah, but you 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 thrive on that and there's there's such a, a development in skills and, and confidence that you can take from learning that. But switching to I can develop myself and I can change habits and I know you're big into fitness, which is probably part of your journey too. So where did that I'll say momentum start with the development of yourself?
1: Oh gosh, I feel like there's no one like exact moment because everything kind of, you know, it was a path that kind of led into those realizations, but there were certainly, um, you know, events that like, just hit me like a ton of bricks, like, oh my goodness. So I started my business, as I mentioned in 2010 and, you know, up until I was, well, basically around when we met, I feel like you, you know, when you came into my life, I
0: can we be friends oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh little did we know it was like love at first sight so <laughs> yeah it totally
1: was I'll never forget I'm, it just warms my heart so much but um you know for example like meeting you you had already accomplished so much and you had taken your business to you know so many levels that I could only dream of at that point and um that was extremely inspiring to me and I mean inspiring on top of you know, when, before I met you, I had this idea of who you might be based on your success and, you know, social media and our highlight reel of social media and whatnot. So I didn't really know what to expect, like before we met. Um, And as you know, I was a little bit nervous. I'm
0: like, oh my God, she seems so amazing. Like she could like me. Oh, it's so funny to hear different perspectives, isn't it? (laughs) It's so funny.
1: So when we met and, you know, I just, I realized you were just like this, this fun, easygoing, loving, creative, open-hearted person. I was like, wow, she's all of these amazing things. And yet she's created so much, like maybe I can do that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was kind of when I first started dreaming a bit bigger, you know, because the intellectual thing, yeah, I was in the sciences. And I did my undergrad and my master's, but when it comes to, you know, the intellectual side of things, it can be a little bit too logical. That's what I mean. Like it's a blessing and a curse. Like, yeah, it's great to be able to, you know, think in depth about things, but that you can get so stuck in the cycle of analyzing Mm -hmm. from every possible perspective that you don't end up moving in any direction or you end up staying where you are because that's comfortable and it's safe and it's what you know. So that's like around the time when we met, that's where I was. Yes, my business had grown year over year. And yeah, I had goals in terms of its growth, but none of those goals really reached farther than what I was already doing. I just wanted to do more of what I was already doing rather than grow in like a more strategic way or or um, I think bigger, you know, think outside of just myself, for example. So I started to realize like, wow, I could, I could build teams, but that was very scary. Um, there was so much that started to like, all into place you know when around when we first met and then as you know like when I when you invited me to photograph that first CFBS I mean my business was at a good place at that point and um, I believe we'd already been working together on business coaching around before that yeah. all my years have kind of blended together but I believe it started a bit before that yeah, anyways,
0: you were part of our mastermind but, and- right and that was
1: prior to yeah. CFBS yeah So I remember when I was photographing this event for you, and it was one of those, you know, there were so many successful people who had built incredible businesses, you know, multi, six, multi, seven figure businesses. And they were just like regular people who dared to dream bigger than, you know, the rest of us, I guess, in some way, and dared to take risks and dared to fail. And I'm listening to all these, you know, conversations and and talks by your guests. And I'm realizing like, man, I've really been playing small. Like I can do so much more than what I've been allowing myself to do. Mm. And it, I mean, you saw me running around like, yeah, I was taking photos. I was like, I feel like I'm, I'm high on something. Like I'm just, I had this rush of like creative energy that felt euphoric. I, there was so much I wanted to do like right now, you know,
0: <laughs> we're so you I, like oh. running back to your table of stuff and like making notes as you were <laughs> yeah. having the event.
1: <laughs> Yeah. So I was running, my phone was at, you know, my seat at, at one of the tables and I kept running back, like running notes as, as these ideas came to mind. Like I got to contact my accountant. I got to figure out how to incorporate. I got to contact my lawyer and draw up some associate agreements. Cause suddenly I'm like, I need to build a team. <laughs> like, we need to, we need to get going. <laughs> I'm behind. <laughs>
0: Yes. I remember you, you like lit up after that event, there was like something that just imploded inside you and, and clicked a bunch of pieces for you. And and that's like the power of, you know, coaching has one power community. I feel has such a bigger power and actually understanding people's journeys. You know, all of our guests always, you know, share a story because you can look at, Oh, they have the multiple six figure multiple seven figure business. But what did it take to get there? Because a lot of times we think it's just aloof. It's for like special people or, you you know, you had a lot of money before you got started. So you had extra resources. And most of the time it is a rags to riches story, as cheesy as that sounds. But we all climb our way up there from the bottom.
1: Right. Yeah. So that was, you know, a huge, huge moment for me. And I, uh, it just like, I've never felt anything quite like that. It was so cool. And then the following day, as you know, which I think we'll get into next episode, maybe in more detail. No, right. no,
0: I want to talk about this
1: one this episode. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So it all ties together. So I had this, you know, incredible moment of like realization and creative energy and just like this epiphany that I could do so much. I could do so much, you know? And the next day, as I'm, you know, riding this high, my partner at that time says, I'm not happy. And I need to go get some space and figure myself out Whatever we've been together for four years. And I went from riding this incredible high to just like this extreme low that only got worse when I found out a bunch of difficult, difficult things in the following week. So it was this incredible, like, high followed by the lowest low I had felt in so long. Cause I, as much as I, you know, like, yeah, there were some red flags that I, you know, talked out myself out of, I always give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm a very trusting, loving person. Um, but yeah, I still didn't see it coming. So the, the rug was ripped out from under me immediately following this massive awakening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and. I remember thinking towards the end of that week, when I found out that like my reality was not at all, like the four years that we'd been together was not at all what I thought. It was like a complete sham. And I remember thinking to myself, I I remember this so vividly because I thought to myself, why universe, why would I, would I be so high and so happy and so excited the one day on the Sunday and then on the Monday Just like this incredible, incredible low. And it hit me like in that moment, I asked that question and it just hit me. It's like, yeah, this is exactly how it had to happen in order for you to be able to achieve all these things. This person who was in your life that was holding you back in a lot of ways and a lot of those decisions are on me. Like, I'm the one that chose the structure of this relationship and everything. So, you know, the, the universe kind of like removed that obstacle out of my path. And when it, when I saw it like that, it just, because I would have never been able to grow and pursue with my now ex in the picture. There were so many, there was so much insecurity, so much, you know, um, playing small and, and, I feared that if I were to grow that it would actually cause problems in our relationship. Yeah. So in some ways I chose to stay in my little comfort zone because it was easier on our relationship. Mm-hmm. So that was again my choice. But wow, like I could not, yeah. I could not believe the way that lined up. Like it was Yeah,
0: the um the high and the low. Uh, with you understanding energy, frequency, vibration, you know, law of attraction now, you like increase your vibration like overnight, right? You're riding this high, you were feeling bliss. Like there was like- yes. so, That's
1: the word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, and we, if we know that bliss is in that 5D, if anybody's taken, you know, the vibequiz.com, um, you'll know that it's a vibration that we feel and anything that is not resonant with that, Will either fall apart, cause conflict, or just not even come together? Right. And so you and and you will in the episodes we'll talk about the relationship you're in now, which is completely different on all different levels. But you know, you attract what you are, and you know Emma at that point attracting that relationship in four years ago was one person. And like as she right. as she grows, and as you had this big awakening, of course it had to fall apart, or you would have been forced to stay where yes. you were at. I couldn't continue growing
1: in that space in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the way that relationship fell apart was actually almost point for point the same as my previous relationship and how that one fell apart. Mm-hmm. Like yes, there were tremendous differences between those relationships, but there were so many parallels with the imbalance in the relationship of, you know, responsibilities and um the amount that I uh forgave, not forgave, that's not really the the right tolerated. word tolerated is the right word. Yeah. The amount that I tolerated and whatnot, um, the, the, inability for me to receive or to even expect to receive from a partner. Like my, my standards were so low in that capacity. Like I didn't, I didn't know how to receive for, from a partner. I just gave, gave, gave. And that lent itself to creating these huge imbalances in my relationships. And I ended up burnt out because I was doing everything and I was choosing to do everything. And then ultimately when things fell apart, I'm like, how could you betray me? And all of these you know, terrible things. And I realized when that last relationship fell apart, like I'm the common denominator here.
0: Right.
1: I'm the one that chose these men. Like, why did I choose these kinds of people? Why did I allow these imbalances to, you know, manifest and then to perpetuate? Why was I okay with that? Like, what is it about me as a person and like my ego that lent itself to this. So then that led to a year of completely destructuring
0: my idea of
1: self and reality and, and trying to rebuild it back in a more healthy, like cohesive way. It takes
0: takes personal responsibility in order to grow. Like I feel that, know that wholeheartedly because if you don't turn that lens on yourself, you're exactly right. Like you create everything based on your decisions, thoughts, right. actions. Yeah. And so if you're not willing to and and it's why you most likely had the same relationship over and over again. Right.
1: And yeah. I mean that, you know, not to absolve the other person of their responsibilities and,
0: you know, behaving
1: appropriately yeah. and and being trustworthy and all and all those things um that you know are necessary in a healthy relationship, but like I'm the one that made the choice to stay even when I was you know things were bothering me or things were imbalanced or things were unhealthy or toxic like i'm the one that chose to stay why why did i make that decision and like with my my ex prior you know the like i said it was a quite a different relationship in a lot of ways but it fell apart in kind of the same you know way ultimately there were there were so many parallels and i remember after that relationship thinking i've learned my lesson i won't let you know this happen again
0: how many times do we say that, eh?
1: Yeah. yeah. And then I, I, quite frankly, like fell into another relationship, like very, very quickly after that without, I think, taking the time to really integrate what I thought I had learned. And I I didn't do like deep work at the time. It was just like, well, won't do that again. But like, what is that that I did? Yeah. I didn't really... Um, I don't think I internalized it as personal responsibility the first time around, like what did I do to perpetuate this, what are the decisions that I've made that were, you know, unhealthy that were not serving me, and all those things, so you know I chose then another partner that ultimately ended up behaving in similar ways and our relationship ended up having similar dynamics. And I truly think it's because I didn't learn the lesson the first time that things fell apart even more catastrophically the second time. It honestly felt like the universe was just like hitting me with a freight train, forcing me to look in the mirror and be like, what you need to learn. You need to learn this lesson. Like, what are you going to do the following next time? You know? So that's
0: been a ride. Do you think it was valuable uh you worked with Brenda Johnston before this this breakup. You were doing hypnosis work. You were learning about paradigm and programming and um trauma and healing. Do you feel that uh was a valuable tool to help you recognize um oh, yeah. your responsibility?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely because there's so much um in uh that work that focuses on self, right? It's it's not about changing the world around you necessarily. It's about changing your inner world in order to attract different things in your reality. So, you know, manifestation. So because I had been working with her for, I believe it was like four or five months at that point, um, it really allowed me to focus a lens further on myself. Like, okay, what what decisions have I made here that were not serving me? What Do I need to do differently going forward? And then we ended up incorporating that into our sessions as well afterwards. And that was just, it was, I mean, therapeutic. I also put myself in therapy with like a licensed therapist who was wonderful, who turned out to also be like a shaman. (laughs) So that was funny how that came to life. And I was like, wow, this person came into my life with all of these, you know, um, what would you call it? Like all of these various facets that I wanted to talk about that I didn't know that I would be able to talk about with like a licensed mm. psychotherapist, you know? Yes. So it was amazing when like I we figured that out and he kind of like revealed that to me because you have to be careful in that industry to not discredit yourself as a you know psychotherapist by bringing in the spiritual, which is unfortunate because I think when you blend the two, that's when you can really start to see the bigger picture and the growth that's to be had.
0: Hello fellow seeker, Sarah here. I want to jump into the middle of this episode to bring your awareness to my program, The Upgrade. This is a six-week program that I developed for you to have self-exploration and awakening. It is an immersive transformation program that pairs a three-day in-person retreat at a location within Ontario, Canada. If you're looking for community and if you're looking for a container for growth, this is why I've created this. I have taken so many tools and modalities that I've used along my own journey and helped many friends and clients as well go through an upgrade process. At the retreat, we are going to be doing a shamanic ceremony and going to explore some different plant medicines that you're able to use to explore and expand your consciousness. Deep dive into your subconscious, start to rewrite those beliefs and stories that are no longer serving you for this next level of your life. If this piques your curiosity, you can grab the link in the show notes at my website, simplysarah.com. In the navigation, you'll see the upgrade. And perhaps this is a part of your journey this year.
1: So working with Brenda, working with my therapist at that time, I, I remember going to, to my therapist. This is probably like, so all of this happened in like April. So it was like midsummer, like June or July. And I asked him like, Greg, do are people normally exhausted by this process? Like I'm exhausted all the time. I was just so drained, like emotionally. I was I was happy, all things considered. Like I was I was finding a new way to be. I felt this sense of joy and discovering who I am outside of a relationship and like who am I as a person. All these great things, but I was tired. You know, the the work was just exhausting. And I guess that's something I didn't really think about. It's like when you're processing. Mm-hmm. Who am I as a person? What decisions have I made that have led me here? Which, like, why, um, or how are these choices that I'm making connected to events in my childhood that have wired me a certain way? That have created my story that I'm playing out on on autopilot as an adult? Like, you're you're connecting all these dots, and it's just it was exhausting, worthwhile, but like tiring.
0: Why they call it quote unquote the work? Right? Oh man, is it ever? <laughs> yeah. So this breakup came as a shock to you. There were things that came out that you had no idea that were happening. There was ultimately, for lack of a better word, a double life, double relationship. Like there, there was a lot, there was a lot of layers and there's a term cognitive dissonance. I would love to hear your definition or description of what cognitive dissonance is and what it can do to what it does to a person.
1: Yeah. So cognitive dissonance is when your perception of reality does not, or your internal um, perception of your schema of of reality doesn't actually align with your actual reality. So what a lot of people um, experiencing cognitive dissonance causes a person to have tremendous anxiety. So when your, when your idea of who you are, let's say, doesn't line up with what you do, for example, if you think I'm a good person, but then you do bad things, that causes cognitive dissonance, right? So that cognitive dissonance lends itself to tremendous anxiety, right? So people will try to um, adjust for their behaviors, for example, in order to bridge the cognitive dissonance gap and reduce that anxiety. So an extreme example of this, excuse me, ready an extreme example of this, um, which is not something I've personally experienced, but for example, um, individuals who let's say think, i'm a terrible person i'm not worthy of love or whatever will then behave in ways that will reaffirm those existing beliefs even if they're not necessarily they don't need to be that person they behave in a way that bridges that gap so for me for example you know um i believe that i was a person that was like really good at having relationships and then i'm a person that um is you know fairly Intelligent and not not easy to fool and all of these things like I believe that I'm this person and yet when I was confronted with this reality of like how did I not see that the person I was with for four years turned out to not be the person I thought at all so that caused tremendous anxiety like I'm who am I what does that make me am I really all that smart like am I really like how did I not see this how could I be so easily manipulated Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of forgiveness that I had to like, I had to forgive myself. You know, I, I, it was very easy to forgive my ex. Like I, I actually didn't find that difficult at all. It was weeks later. I'm like, you have issues and you behave on autopilot. Thanks to those issues. Like I, that's, that's on you. I can't, you know, I can't change that. And I felt very bad for him in a way. Cause it's like, there's a lot of work that needs to happen there. Um, in order for life to be different but it was harder to forgive myself because I held myself to the standard that I didn't meet ultimately in my relationship and like that forced me to like do the work like I need to be better I need to make better decisions and I need to be more aware of life people reality you know the various facets of it rather than existing in this like rose colored glasses world that I think I, I was in I felt you know I look back now at like Emma before and it's it's like she was asleep like past Emma was just she didn't know any better so she needed these big wake-up calls in order to open her eyes and like you know set herself on this path of growth but that's yeah that it was it was tough But I'm so grateful for it. Like I truly am, and I was grateful like pretty early on too. Like this needed needed to happen to wake me up, Mm -hmm. and needed to because that you know six to eight months afterwards to a year, I was just I felt like a completely different person.
0: They say that, uh, and they Joe read this or said it to me. Probably going (laughs) to butcher it. That after the age of 25 it's harder to change your life and have that lens looked on you because of how much i guess stability and routine and maybe security right. that we get into and it's not until it's a, like a, a life threatening illness a divorce a breakup lose your job yeah. um a major accident something that wakes you up to make you actually stop and reflect on your life like it's that it's that pause like yeah. whoa like let's hit the brakes here Right. What's happening. And, you know, we've talked about burnout. We've talked about overworking and workaholism and all these things that keep us distracted from really looking at life and, and pulling back some layers as to what am I really creating here?
1: Right. Exactly. And I mean, it takes big events like that sometimes to to force you to look in the mirror. And, and really assess there's this one saying that I, I heard a long time ago and it was similar to like that it's like after this age you know the dust of personality has settled it's like when you're a kid your personality is forming you know you're you're um interpreting your reality through the lens of your lived experience you know if you were betrayed a lot as a child that informs your lived experience and how you'll interpret the world people are dangerous they can hurt you be wary protect yourself You know. Uh, maybe preemptively uh get them before they can get you and all of you know these maladaptive behaviors um or you know your money story for example so that was a a big one for me it's you know coming to this country as a, as an immigrant my family becoming established here um and and various things that went into that uh informed my money story and how i my relationship with money and how um frugal i am and protective i am of like my assets because i'm afraid of being without, you know? So yeah, it's, it's interesting how sometimes it takes those big, difficult moments to really shed light on, on your automatic behaviors that you've, you know, just been playing out kind of unconsciously. Yeah.
0: And when you do decide to do that work and you see the benefit of it, and we'll talk about how you, you know, undid all that in the next episode and, and tools and like really doing the work and, and you know, stuff that you're recognizing now, once you increase that awareness and you're able to keep that awareness open, it allows you to keep expanding more and more. And so that you really see your role in the life that you're creating. Right. Right. I would love for you to um, chat about trauma bonds and, and maybe help some women on this call. Uh, understand maybe men that they attract or um, patterns that they keep getting in um, when it comes to relationships?
1: Right. So trauma bonding um, is something I had not heard of prior um, to working with my therapist, for example. Um, And once I learned about trauma bonding, a lot more made sense. So trauma bonding is basically when, um, two individuals come together either in like a romantic relationship or even it can happen in friendships and whatnot, um, where your wounds fit their wounds. And you feel this kind of quick, immediate sense of like, wow, I really know that person so deeply. Um, and it's really because they're feeding into your ego's needs for fulfillment, for the sort of superficial, uh, sense of fulfillment and, and you're feeding into theirs. So, in my particular case, I had, and this lent itself to the creation of very imbalanced relationships is I had this need to be needed, you know, so I was attracting people who needed help. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, <laughs> Actually, I had, as you know, because we've spoken about this, but obviously your your listeners won't know this. But I went to go see a numerologist after, you know, shit hit the fan and and all that. And I went in that into that with no expectations. I'm like, I don't know anything about this. I don't even know if I like believe in this, but I'm gonna do it just to see what comes out of it. And everything that came out of her mouth was just like so specific. And she told me at the beginning, like, don't say anything, just let me speak. So I'm just sitting there and she's just hitting me with one truth bomb after another. I could not believe it. But one thing that she said to me. Was like, um, you have a soul contract to alleviate the pain of others, and you need to learn to put a stop to that. She's like, I could put you in a room of men, and you'll pick the broken one. Wow. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. How did you know? <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. So it blew my mind. It blew my mind, and it really, you know, in in tandem with the work that I was doing with my therapist, just like further solidified. Um, this realization that I had this very maladaptive need to help others at my own expense to the point where I will burn myself out, put myself last, you know, all of these things in order to do things for the other person in order to feel needed. Because my sense of self-worth in a way came from being able to change someone's life, you know, like, like that somehow like fueled me in a way. Um, and that I think boils down to like childhood things in my family, not being able to help my loved ones as a kid and, you know, the ways that I wanted to. So it was almost like, perhaps like, um, seeking atonement for that in a way, uh, as an adult, by trying to be that person for other people, you know, it was just mind blowing. So yeah, trauma bonding is hard and fast and it goes quick and deep, but it's not, it's, it's a maladaptive behavior that doesn't actually, um. doesn't actually serve you. You know, it's, it's, it's not a true, a true
0: bond in a way. The programming that we get or the paradigm that that's created when we're a child, uh, if we're not doing conscious work or growth work, or being able to turn that lens to look at what is the program that I'm running out. And, right. and I feel like that is such a pivotal shift. That's the, you know, the work that Brenda does and hypnosis and, and shifting and looking at the ego mind. Cause a right. lot of us being unconscious dealing with some scale of trauma uh, doesn't have to be traumatic, but we have created this system that we operate from. Right. And when Absolutely. we don't look at like, okay, so like, what's like, what's the video game that I'm playing here? <laughs> you know, like what level am I on and why do, why am I staying on this level? What am I not? Recognizing? Yes, that's such a good analogy. <laughs> what is this video game? Yes. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I don't have to play this video game. I have this video game that I can go play. How do I gain the skills to go do that? <laughs> yeah. And you know,
1: circling, circling back to like my, my relationship falling apart, Um, you know, that epiphany that I had at your, your conference, um, would have like all, I would have started focusing on me more. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and my business and my growth, like that's, that's what this, you know, creative energy was telling me, like, you can do more, you can go better, you can go farther, you can do better, all of these things. So of course my relationship fell apart the next day. Because I realize I don't need to be like somebody's do everything mother. Yeah. I should focus on myself, you know, yes. for my on my own growth. And you know, I'll never forget when I was like running back to like write these notes in my phone of, of everything that I needed to do and, and like all these ideas I was having. Like my ex boyfriend at the time looked at me and I saw this, like because he was sitting next to the seat where my, my empty seat. And he had this look of fear in his eyes, and I I remember at the at that time being like, why is he looking at me like that? Mm-hmm. Like I I couldn't quite understand because here I was with all this excitement and all this energy and just like you know zest for like what's to come, and he's looking at me like like he's in shock and like not approving of what I'm experiencing. So, yeah, of course it had to fall apart.
0: It's it's hard. And, like, I mean, why I know our friendship has flourished so much is, like, I want to see you succeed and you want to see me succeed. Yeah. I want to help you through your shit and you want to help me through my shit as well. And yeah. so when there's that um, uh, cumulative, like, work on a relationship or wanting to see good for someone else, then there is no conflict. But when Absolutely. someone's dealing with their own demons and not even able to, like, lead their own life or them themselves, yeah it's hard to cheerlead someone else on. And that's like, you know, you mentioned ego, ego pops up.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah. So that's like where the fear comes from. Oh, is she going to leave me? Is she going to do better right. than me?
1: Exactly. And She's... I'm
0: paraphrasing what might have gone through his head. We don't know. Right.
1: But you know, that's, that's what I speculate, you know, put the nail in the coffin of our relationship, even though things were not healthy for a long time. And, you know, to my, amazement. I didn't really, I'm just like blah 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 going along, helping out, doing everything, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it it it's not to say that it, things would have fallen apart eventually. Like that's just that's just the way it was going. You can't, you know, live a double
0: life forever. Can consider uh, what the next wake up call might have consisted of if this one was as much. catastrophic as it I was. Can't, I can't.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah exactly so you know it was uh it's been a journey and it was um those were huge that, that those two moments right there between that high and that low just opened up like this world of realization for me and this world of like um personal development like internal growth that ultimately then you know led to external growth as well Yeah. You know?
0: Oh, thank you so much for sharing that journey. Um, Reflecting back on it's, it's, I find it super interesting to have many growth cycles and look back. I mean, that was 2019 spring of 2019. We're spring 2022. Now the the growth you've had and the lessons and the wisdom that you take from that. So stay tuned for episode number two or part two. I want to unpack, you know, how did Emma undo herself? What was that process? You took pretty much a year off of uh, you know, dating seriously, or even looking to, to settle down. And you went on this incredible journey of find find quote unquote, finding yourself. Finding myself. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, it's funny. Cause we all say that like after a relationship, we're like, what? I'm just going to be alone and find myself. And then you end up being alone maybe partying and having fun and then getting back into like the same relationship again. But you really, you really did some deep work. And so I want to unpack that on um, part two. So thank you so much, mm-hmm. Emma. Love you. Thank you for joining me on this episode today. My website, simplysara.com, is a great place for me to continue to support you on your journey to alignment, joy, and fulfillment. There you will find upcoming retreats that I am hosting, resources, books, and many other helpful tools to help you on your travels through this thing called life.